Wagon program created by the Rio Grande Oil Three years ago, 
Alfred Kahn, the proprietor of a malt and bottle supply store on South Vermont Avenue, is preparing to close up shop when a pair of young men walk into the place. Oh, oh, good evening, boys. Anything I can do for you? I'll make no noise. You want to go? Hand it over. Well, well, what do you call it? Yeah, don't you understand English? Here's the holdup. See this gap? We mean business. Where's that doll? I tell you, I, I haven't any money. This is so good to say. I ain't taking in much. All right, shut up. There's a guy for just a bar. Go through it. I'll take care of this guy. Okay. Now you'll get back there in the washroom. Look here, boys. I ain't got no money here. I swear. Shut up. I... Get in there and stay there. Listen, you. I ain't joking. You stay in there or I'll blow your head off. How about it, Bob? I got all the answers. Okay, let's cram. There's no way to lock that door from the outside.
Okay. Goodbye. Prince were too smart to do any good. Like the cards are stacked against us in this deal. No. Wait a minute. Let me see the receipt for that radio. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Here, just... Hmm. A great Western furniture company. Now, listen, Baggett. Take this receipt and go down there. Find out who that radio was sold to and what address it was delivered to. Yeah, but that place is probably closed. Well, there'll be a night watchman around there. Talk to him. Get to the man who sold that radio. We've got to get this thing tonight. Somebody wanting to buy a Christmas radio. <laughs> they pester me half the night this time of year. Uh, yes, officer, just uh, step inside. I'll shut the door. Thanks. I'm trying to run down the sale of a radio. He's a receipt for it. Can you tell me who might have sold that machine? Well, now, uh, let me see. Uh-huh. Which number here? 1768, is it? Yeah. Well, that's the salesman's number. Let's just look in my book here. Yeah. yeah. Here we are. One seven six eight. Is uh Harry Dobbs. Well, can you get get him on the phone for me? Yes, I think I can. Uh, just uh, step back here, Smith. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, I'll switch on this light. Yeah, here we are. Uh,
too far to step out. Would you call him a blonde? Well, some would have guessed. He was a good deal lighter than Arrington. But you had no idea where these people went, huh? No. No, I haven't. But he took the suitcases in the radio and called the taxi cab and drove away. Taxi cab. What kind of taxi cab? Why, um, let's see, um... You've got to remember, Mrs. Stang. Well, I, I do remember well, What kind was it, Ron? A green top. Yeah, I- I'm sure. It was a green top. That's fine, Mrs. Fang, and thanks a million. Come on, boys, down to the green top office. In a very short time, the driver who called for Evington and O'Neill and their wives is located in faces of questioning detectives. Now listen, Blackie, a lot depends on your memory. Within the last week, did you answer a call to the Orange Hill Apartments and take away two couples, some suitcases, and a radio? Let's see. Uh, seems to me I did. Yeah, that was last Thursday, wasn't it? It might have been. Sure, I remember that, Church. Where'd you take them? Let me look at my book a minute. Uh, yeah, here it is. They went to the Shropshire Apartments on West 6th Street. Oh, yeah, that was where I carried their radio all the way back to apartment three. And all this guy gives me is a dime. The radio was heavy, too. And then one of the broads asked me to connect it up. The noise. What did these men look like? Sort of tough guys. But they could be cut down to size. One of them had black hair and the other sort of meow color. Did you get what I mean? Yeah, I guess we do. You remember anything else, Blackie? No, I guess that's about all. Okay, Blackie, and thanks. Not at all, not at all. Never hurts to be on the right side of the fence, if you get what I mean. Well, boys, let's get started for that six-feet spot. Look there, following each meter clue, the detectives arrived to stop their apartment on 6th Street. Yes, yeah, almost 11 o'clock. I suppose this is one of those places where they lock the doors after 10. I hadn't thought about that. Oh, it is. Oh, well, I have to ring the bell. No, wait a minute. That might spill the beans. We've got to get in there. Who is it? You fellas wait here. I'll see if I can get in the back way. Okay. Ryan lets himself in by the back door of the apartment house and a moment later admits his colleagues through the front entrance. They look about for the manager's apartment. Here it is, number two. Who is it? Open up, ma'am. It's police officer. The police? What's the matter? What's the matter? What's happened? I want to know. Don't make any noise. But I want to know what's the matter. Now tell me this minute. I want to. Have to be more quiet. Well, all right, all right. But can't you tell me? Stay out here in the hall, Baggett. Let us know if you see anyone that resembles a suspect. Okay. You don't mind, ma'am? We'll step inside. But I wasn't expecting visitors. Well, I hardly know what to do. Don't mind us, ma'am. We're just folks. Oh, all right. Now, for land's sake, what is the matter? Well, ma'am, have you a couple of tenants by the name of Arrington and O'Neill? Uh-huh. Possibly accompanied by their wives? Yeah, they're here. Uh-huh. What? Well, what have they done? Well, there was a nasty shooting in Stabbing Street over on Vermont early this evening, and one man was killed. And them fellas did it? Well, we don't know about that, but we want to talk to them. Are they in their apartment now? Well, I don't think so. I saw them go out about 9 o'clock, all four of them. I mean, heard them come back yet. Oh, great God, Inspector. Do you suppose they've landed on us again? 
Are you certain they'll be back, ma'am? Well, I hope so. I'd hate to be beat out of my rent. Wouldn't be so hard for them to sneak out of the back way with their grip. No, I've had it happen before. I'll just take a look in their apartment right now. Now, wait a minute. Let's see. Here. Here's the key. Number three. You go with you, ma'am. Well, all right. Sign up, Bagel? Well, all for it. Good. Keep your eyes open. We're going back to look at the apartment. Right. Here we are now. Number three. We all are knocked first. I'm your toes, Frank. I am. Well, I guess they're not here, all right. Here, wait, wait. Wait until I switch on the light. Now, that's better now. Let's see. Well, I guess they'll be back. Look, here's their clothes in the closet, and their radio's still here. That's fine. Now we'll just wait here, ma'am, until they get back. Well, what can I do? You can help most of you just remain quietly in your apartment. Oh, all right. But look here. Don't you go messing up this place. Don't worry, we won't. No, it's uh, you ask that officer who's at the door to step back here. Oh, all right. Looks like these birds are wise to the racket, all right. Jumping around from one place to another every week or two. Hard to move every time they pull a job, huh? What a life. One skip ahead of the law. You'd think they'd learn. Yeah, but they're too stupid. You've got to be stupid to be a crook. I guess you're right there, Frank. Want to see me, Inspector? Yes, Bill. You wait in the landlady's apartment. Keep watching when you see this bunch come in. Give them plenty of time to get back here. We'll be waiting for them. Right. Oh, let's get the lay of this place. Hmm. There's these two double apartments. I guess you get this door here, you and it's with the other half of the establishment. Locked from the other side. Oh, then they might come in from the other apartment, huh? They might. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let me get at that lock. I think I can pick it open. Might just as well have something to do while we're waiting. For an hour and a half, the two detectives wait. And then, at half past midnight, they hear footsteps. Exchanging a meaningful glance, they draw their guns. That man, Bill. Sure, Put your hands behind you and turn around. Come on, stand still. Here's a pair of papers for you. Shut up. What's this all about? That's what you're going to tell us. Keep your eye on this mug and these gals here, Bill. Come on, Inspector. Let's get the other guy. There he goes in that taxi with the lights off. Well, can you imagine that? Well, come on. Let's hear the rest of them in. Can you see him? No, he made his getaway in the cab. He didn't go through here. I was watching the door after they came in. Might have seen him. Yeah, he got out somewhere. Maybe you wounded him, Inspector, huh? I'm afraid not. Those shots were fired at the lock that jammed when I tried to get out of the apartment. Not at our departed friend. Although Neil 
readily admits his identity, he denies all knowledge of or complicity in the murder of the young deputy marshal or shooting of Albert Kahn. The next day, Lieutenant Ryan takes O'Neill to the Cedars of Lebanon Hospital to face his victim of the previous night. You may come in now, Lieutenant. Thank you. Recognizes a picture that might be Ellington. 
the suspected interview, but does not match the description of height and weight, and is furthermore by no means a professional criminal. Ryan continues his search of the mud book for a man taller than the first suspect, but resembling him otherwise. On January 23rd, 1931, just a month after the crime, he finds the mug of one William Hudson, whose picture is immediately and unanimously identified by the various witnesses as the murderer. Police bulletins bearing Hudson's, alias Ellington's picture and fingerprints are broadsided across the country. Finally, on February 7th, word comes that Hudson had been arrested in Salt Lake City on the vagrancy charge several days previous. On direction from Los Angeles, Hudson is held. And Ryan travels north with an Oregon boot, a leg iron weighing 30 pounds, to bring back his man. Hudson doesn't open up to Ryan until they're on the train on the way back. And then Ryan employs some subtle psychology on him. Well, now that we're all settled down, Ryan, I'm warning you there's no use trying to get nothing out of me. What are you getting at? I ain't answering no questions, see? Well, I hadn't intended to ask any. Well, that's a good thing. Because I ain't the blabbing kind, get me? You can't make me talk. I'm tough and I can take it, see? Say, you are tough, aren't you? <laughs> I wouldn't want to get in the jam with you myself. Yeah, and you'd be right, Sam. Yeah, I guess there's plenty more like me. Take that little girl that was cashiering in that restaurant in Spring Street that you and O'Neill held up last month. You know, she told me that O'Neill did all the talking, but it was you she was scared of. Said it was the way you kept looking at her. <laughs> She's a smart kid. Knows her onion. Yeah, and that, and that, girl, that girl in the drugstore out near Westlake Park. You remember her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> What'd she say? Said she had hysterics for an hour after you left. Mm-hmm. Said she'd never seen such a mean-looking man in her life. Well, when I go into a place, I let them know that I mean business. Sure you do. I can see that. But this fella Kong, you know, <laughs> he seems to have plenty of nerve. No, he was a fool. He didn't know what a tough guy he was up against. Uh, come near letting him have it. Yeah, I'd rather I think. Too. You know, I've often wondered. I wonder how you ever knew we were in that apartment waiting for you that night. Well, I had a hunch. When I got the door half open, I thought I saw something moving, so I took it on the land. Yeah? Where'd you go? Still away in that taxi? Taxi, nothing. I was up the stairs before you knew what was coming off. I went up to the roof, jumped across to the building next door, watched you fellas look for me, and then come down the fire escape after you'd gotten tired and gone home. <laughs> that's how it was, eh? Yeah. Well, I guess us detectives were pretty dumb that time. That time? Was there any time when you wasn't dumb? Well, I, uh, I can't seem to remember, Hudson, but, uh... You know, it's you that's wearing the Oregon boots, if I'm not mistaken. Well, well, that's just because I slipped up. I shouldn't have come by way of Salt Lake City, where to pick up the bad bag. Well, that's one way of explaining it. Hey. Hey, tell me, Ryan. Did anyone ever get away with one of those Oregon boots locked on them? Let me see. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I believe there was a case four or five years ago up in Idaho. 
fella got away, and they didn't find him until three years later. Well, how did he get the boot off? He didn't. It was still locked around the skeleton of his leg. Both of these men were brought before justice to answer for their crimes, which they did in full on October the 2nd, 1931, when they were hanged in Fulton Prison. Thank you, Commissioner. Ladies and gentlemen, don't miss the thrilling truth case next week. Read about it and the many other cases which are now being broadcast twice each week in the new September issue of the Calling All Cars News. Any Rio Grande dealer will gladly give you a free copy of this unique publication of illustrated crime, movie, and radio news. Boys and girls will find a full page of gifts, which are offered free to all users of Rio Grande Craft Gasoline. Every time you purchase gasoline, you help some youngster get a junior detective outfit by merely specifying Rio Grande Craft. And you do yourself a favor as well. For no other gasoline on this market can give you greater speed or power. Very few brands can even equal the outstanding performance of Rio Grande Crack. It costs no more to get the only gasoline that gives you police car performance. Rio Grande dealers, all of them independent merchants, unite in recommending Sinclair motor oil to their customers. From practical experience, they have learned the folly of using oils that contain wax and useless petroleum jelly. At last, they have de-waxed, de-jellied oils made by Sinclair, which cost only 25 cents and 30 cents a quart in steel cans. Every Rio Grande dealer urges you to use Sinclair motor oil because you can unqualifiedly guarantee that it will never fail to lubricate your motor collector. Good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.